welcome to the Film Geezers Podcast. Ho, 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 and welcome <laughs> to the Film Geezers Christmas Podcast Special. <laughs> that wasn't pre-planned, no. he just had it. <laughs> and... Uh, so yeah, t- today as you can imagine, um, being Christmas Eve, we're going to uh, look at some of our favourite Christmas movies. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's going to be a lot on there that people, what, like for example, Elf. Yeah. Um, What's the thing with Christmas movies, everyone has their favourite I can't stand Will Ferrell, yeah, me can't stand watching him. I know it's, I know it's yeah. probably blasphemous <laughs> for like a couple of people, isn't it, yeah. but yeah. So it, it, it's, it's our own personal list yeah so we're gonna get the ball rolling with jack frost mm. 1998 film starring uh michael keaton fresh from batman because <laughs> <laughs> actually um george clooney was initially cast in the role uh and he actually Jeez. left to go and make batman and robin and that, that's oh, what you see sure that was in <clears throat> so the cgi um, of the snowman, yeah, its actual facial features were made to look like Clooney and and um, have his kind of mannerisms, and then they had to redo it all. Because that was Jim Jim Henson's oh, workshop yeah. did the CGI, and then there was the um, there was like a puppet, and then yeah. there was also a, someone in a costume uh, which was like polystyrene. No, it was Jack Foster. <laughs> <laughs> But essentially, the the story is that Michael Keaton's this um, wannabe musician, isn't he? Um, yeah. And he's constantly missing out on his kids' um, stuff, neglecting his family. Um, and the last thing I think he misses out on his son's um, ice hockey match to go yeah, and uh, play a gig, which could lead to a record contract. But then he has a change of heart, and whilst driving home, he dies in a car crash. I think before leaving, um, he gave his son a harmonica which he had bought when he was when his kid was born, and said it's magical, and that if he if he ever needs him, he just has to blow this harmonica, play this harmonica, mm. and he does, doesn't he? Yeah. And because I think um, the, the Christmas before they'd built a snowman together, and so he builds a snowman and plays his harmonica. And the spirit of his dead father is <laughs> transferred into this snowman, and it, it, it's a bullshit story, right, really. It's no Shawshank, no. But for me personally, I always put on every year. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I just love this film. I mean, it's kind of a feel-good film. What yeah. I find is it's <clears throat> a bit disjointed. Is that you've got scenes in there which kind of just seem slapped together. The fact that he's got his snowman dad, they take, they take, he helps him escape from bullies, doesn't he? Yeah. In, uh, this snowball like fight. Snowball fight, yeah. And there's this James Bond esque <laughs> <laughs> chase, ski chase. Um, and then he helps him get on the, is it a ice hockey team as well? Is, yeah. And yeah, so it's, it is. And then right at the end, um, obviously, he's melting. Yeah, so it's a fucking sad movie. they move. The snowman to the mountains. Yeah, and I think then he has this this kind of heartfelt goodbye with his wife, and it is sad in in a way, but it is. It, it's sad, but you also 
it's a bit ridiculous because he's is a talking snowman. snowman. Yeah. But no, like I said, I'd like this. Like I said, it's not, it's, uh, it's not a good film in the sense of maybe the traditional ways you yeah. you judge a film. But I, like I said, I put it on every yeah. every um Christmas and plus it is that it's a Christmas film. Mm-hmm. It feels Christmassy. It puts you in a Christmas mood, and I think that's what you can ask really from a yeah, Christmas yeah. film. And yeah, it's just it's funny. Just I don't know if that's because I'm a kid or, or, <laughs> I, or I have the mind of a kid, but it's just funny to see yeah. a talking snowman. Because it's it is nostalgia. It's it's films yeah. that you watch growing up that you you tend to then watch with yeah. your own kids, and then that becomes a tradition. But like I said, it's, it's always on on the household, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah, like every year. Yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, it's. I think I gave it like I think two and a half stars mm-hmm. or something. It's, I'd give it around that. Yeah. yeah. Don't like I said. Don't expect Godfather levels of story <laughs> writing, but no, it's a good film yeah. to put on every Christmas, and that's why we do it, isn't yeah. it? You know. But yeah. Okay, next is one uh, a favourite as well, Jingle All the Way, yeah. nineteen ninety six, and, and essentially the story is that on Christmas Eve, Arnie and Sinbad <laughs> battle it out to find the latest must-have toy called Turbo Man, and this this is meant to sort of mirror the craze that we had in the eighties with like Cabbage Patch dolls and other yeah. hard-to-find Christmas toys. No, I think it does a good job of capturing that though, doesn't yeah. it? The the, the just a complete carnage of because yeah. it's to me personally it's completely alien because mm-hmm. obviously we live in a time now where you can just buy all shopping online yeah. and I actually have to go out and hunt for these toys and yeah, yeah. I think it perfectly captures it you know so Arnie plays a business owner I think he's a mattress business yeah. and he's always too busy working again he neglects his son played by Jake Lloyd and his wife played by Rita Wilson um, and he, he kind of promises his son for Christmas after missing I think he misses his karate tournament yeah, yeah. and he um, promises his son that he's going to get him this Turbo Man doll for Christmas even though his wife had told him to get it weeks ago so Christmas Eve he sets out he says to her that he's bought it and he left it at work so he's yeah. going to go pick it up um, and he, he basically ends up trying to find this toy and not being able to find it and then he comes across Myron played by Sinbad this sort of divorced dad he's also a postal worker and he's a bit deranged <laughs> and initially they work together and then they they they, they become enemies um, and there's a yeah I mean he has to battle there's there's a, a police police officer that he keeps running across yeah. as well there's a drunken reindeer uh, his next door neighbour Ted is is after his wife. Oh God, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's got every. But again, it's it's one of those films. Again, I think it's a bit disjointed. Um, it doesn't really. It's 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 trying to be a satire on on commercialisation of Christmas, but then you've got like all the slapstick and, and yeah. sort of goofy elements. You got Arnie who's kind of this was I think one of his first films that was sort of family friendly yeah. film so he's a little bit wooden and you've got Sinbad who's trying to trying too hard to be funny I think but but like you know we, we talked about this the other day and I said it's it's not a great film but that doesn't stop you enjoying it nah. does it yeah once again it's, it's one we put in yeah. every year it's it's once again it's a Christmas film it makes <laughs> it, it puts you in the Christmas mood yeah. like I said it if you can look through all the, all the cheap slapstick and this is the type of humour it's got a a um, little person isn't it and they use him as sort of 
butt of some of the jokes. Yeah. Um, if you can look past all that, it actually captures the, yeah. the whole shopping culture yeah. of times gone by very well. And yeah, yeah. just picture the Christmas movie. But like I said, and obviously we can't forget the classic line, which is, Put the cookie down. <laughs> there you go. Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, um, and also, also, you know, look out for um, a cameo by Jim Belushi as yep. a crooked Santa. <laughs> Paul Pichel right yeah. in there as well as a giant Santa and you also got Vern Troy as a mini, mini Santa. Santa oh he's so, elf is he he was a Santa yeah yeah, yeah no so you got some good little cameos in there yeah. as well but yeah like I said it's, there's this thing there's a reason why we put it on every year and that's because we enjoy it because yeah. Christmas mood. I think Christmas films are, are meant to make you feel good yeah I think, and they the do end. Um, and I think you can look past some of the shortcomings of mm. these sort of films but yeah Definitely a good one. Uh, next one, Deck the Halls, 2006. Then um, you shit over this. Well, it's, uh, I don't know, it just isn't good. And I think, you know, Matthew, it stars Matthew Broderick, and uh, he's basically the town's, you know, the Christmas guy. Everyone sort of looks to him. Um, and then one night, Danny DeVito moves in next door his character called Buddy Hall and he um, he's a car salesman mm. and he feels kind of like he's not achieved anything in life you know he constantly gets bored of his jobs then they're, they're constantly moving him and his family from town to town um, and his wife's fed up with it they want it, she wants to settle there so he decides that he's gonna the big thing he's gonna do is that his his twin girls show him this satellite um like google earth type application and his is the only house that in his row that you can't see from the satellite so he vows that he's you're gonna be able to see his house from space so he goes and he buys up all the um christmas lights mm. and then he gets into confrontation with matthew broderick who lives opposite him um, and then, then it just ends up in a, a battle about you know, um, you know he he doesn't he doesn't like the fact that Buddy's usurping him as the, the sort of Christmas guru, um, and again it's uh, not a great film. I, no, I've read it inter- sounds completely shit. So. <laughs> I read read an interview with one of the, the actresses who worked on it, and she said Danny DeVito wasn't great to work with. He he would just fly in each day not really talk to anybody and Matthew Broderick would walk around the set you know basically saying look how low I've sunk and that's where (laughs) (laughs) no wonder the film's not good then isn't it but um, you know obviously people like it 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 is that kind of got slapstick stuff in it I'm sure that kids will probably like it but you know, again, it's not. It's just not a great film. They don't. They don't make use of the talent they got. Do they? No, that's Danny it. DeVito as well. Yeah, you know. definitely. It definitely is a wasted, wasted cast. Yeah. You know, like I said, it sounds like a pile yeah. of shit. The way. You know. <laughs> so let's let's quickly move on to yeah. the Santa Claus, nineteen ninety four. Um, basically, Tim Allen um, causes the death of Santa, and it's the law that whoever whoever puts the suit on has to become Santa and, and that's essentially the the whole thing um, he's divorced he's estranged from his son 
uh, I think when he claims to be Santa, then his ex-wife is trying to trying to I think basically take his son away from him, uh, her and her new husband, um, and that's essentially it. Yeah, that's it. And it spawned yeah. two sequels. Yeah, it's one of the mill yeah. Christmas movies, isn't it? You know, and, yeah. I mean, we're not the biggest fans of Tim Allen, but I can no. I, I can um, put up with him in this film. Yeah. Like I said, it's one of, it's one we we watch a lot um, yeah. every year, and yeah, it's just like the way you, um, said the plot. That's literally yeah. what the plot is. Isn't yeah, it? it's simple. It's there's nothing <clears throat> complicated about no. it. Uh, he's trying to he just trying to convince everybody that he's Santa. Yeah. And it does actually start to, you know, as it gets towards Christmas, he starts putting on weight. He he's, um, grows a beard, which he can't shave off. And those are kind of some of the, I guess, comedic elements <laughs> to it. Um, yeah, and uh, despite despite Tim Allen having a criminal record, um, Disney actually, because it's a Disney policy not to employ somebody. Do you know oh, that? With no, a, I didn't know that. No. Record. And he, had a, he, he actually did time, I think, for drug trafficking or possession yeah um but they sort of overlooked that and he actually at this point had the he had the biggest rated film which is santa claus tv show which was home improvement yeah. and book as well because he had a book out at the same time so he was a big start this morning yeah he was yeah. yeah um you know pity that his career didn't really <laughs> <No>. <laughs> But, you know, I think well, the thing we get out of it is is that it's a good run of the mill yeah. Christmas. Yeah, and it's you know it's a, it's a Christmas it's a Christmas film about Santa. So I mean, if you don't if you don't want to watch Santa's death, then <laughs> stay clear. That's that's, that's yeah. traumatizing. But um, well, it's like we said about um, in our last podcast about every every Santa every film about Christmas ever. It's mm. always about kids who believe in Santa, but parents don't. Yeah, and that's generally the the theme that you get. Um, so that segues in, is into the next film, which is Polar Express, which is two thousand and four. I believe this is the first all motion capture film. I think yeah. it's actually in the Guinness Book of Records for being the first. I think realised as well that he, this is a Bob Zemeckis yeah, film. Yeah, not Bob Zemeckis. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know, I know it does, because um, I've seen some behind-the-scenes stuff yeah. in this, and yeah, um, it done so much for, for motion capture, didn't it? Yeah. Because you know? like you said, it's, it's all the captures are, yeah. are motion capture, and, and for the time, it had really good special effects, didn't it? Yeah. So essentially, <clears throat> it's, it's just about a young boy who doubts the existence of Santa, Santa boards a Polar Express on its way to the North Pole in Canada, meets Santa, and becomes a true believer. And that's essentially it. This thing, though, it, it doesn't sound the most exciting, but it's a really yeah. good film. Yeah, it really is. Um, um, you got Tom, Tom Hanks who plays the conductor, and I think other multiple characters mm. as well. Um, I, can't, I can't think of anybody else mm. who was actually in it. I don't think anyone, anyone big was in no. it at all, but because I know Tom Hanks, he was uh, he was a producer, I believe, in this film, and yeah. he really believed that that's that's why he led the film, you know, but. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's it's a bit of a tearjerker film, isn't it? You know, but it's definitely one we put on every year, isn't yeah. it? Because it is. Um, it this the thing. It it literally all the film is is literally the kids going. It's the it's the journey um, on the train. Mm. Uh, you, you see, like I said, it showcases what happens on the train, but then obviously you get that that final like sort of third act. It's got a great um, soundtrack as well, mm. doesn't it? Um, 
you know, it's, once again, it's it's a bit uh, run of the mill Christmas movie, but we put it on. Yeah. It puts us in a good mood, doesn't it? Yeah. And and it's quite nice. It's quite different to see a kid not believe in Santa, isn't it? No, that's right. Yeah, <clears throat> that's true. It's a very different take on it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So next one is one that I've not seen um, too much. Is how the Grinch uh, stole Christmas mm. two thousand starring Jim Carrey, and it's based on the Doctor Seuss book. Um, and so it's the Grinch is a misanthropic green creature who hates the Christmas holiday and the Who's who live in the village Whoville I think it's called and they dislike him because of his mean spiritedness especially during the holiday season then after failing to prevent Christmas he finally has an epiphany and realises the true meaning of Christmas as his heart grows three sizes so it's just about his plans to try and and ruin Christmas um and obviously that that old theme of you know the the guy is almost like a scrooge yeah theme, basically of the you know basically, I, once again i don't know about you but i'm i don't mind him i'm not the biggest fan of jim carrey but he does put in a, a very good performance yeah. in this and uh like you said it is a very scrooge-esque performance mm. a bit more over the top obviously yeah um but yeah, it's, it's not one of, of I don't put it on every year. I think, the, to be fair, the last time I watched this was probably, it was in school time probably, yeah. but it's not one I really, I know this is love, this really love yeah. by most people. Because yeah. um, I think there's, there's a, a more recent animated version. Yeah, there is. Um, as well. I think it absolutely slammed that version. Yeah. And then there was actually an animated version in the 60s, I believe, oh, really? which oh. was narrated by Boris Karloff. Oh yeah. Most famously, mm. yeah. Um, no, I think we, the reason why we include it is obviously because we yeah, know how I mean, people, renowned it is, isn't it? Yeah, you know I mean? people, people will love it or hate it. I mean. but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of middle ground with yeah. it, you know. <laughs> Just, I respect it, I respect, respect it, you know. So, next one is controversial, to say the least. Somehow controversial, too. Um, which is Die Hard, which is 1988. And there's a lot of controversy surrounds this film as being, is it a Christmas film or not? And what constitutes a Christmas film is does a Christmas film have to include Christmas themes, or is it just good enough for it to be just set at Christmas? Because there's a lot, there's a few films that fall into this category, yeah. um, and some of them we've actually included on on here, and a lot of these are actually included on a lot of Christmas lists as well. Yeah. But I think Die Hard yes, oh, yeah. is a. What's the thing? I, I, I had an argument with someone actually, because <laughs> you know, we both feel strong about this film. Mm-hmm. One, uh, they mentioned Christmas countless times. Yeah. Two, you know, it's Christmas themed. There's trees and everywhere, there's decorations. Mm-hmm. Uh, three, Let It Snow is the theme song of it. So mm-hmm. there you go. And four, uh, I always hear this thing where people say it's not Christmas because uh, it. It would still happen if it wasn't Christmas, but no, it wouldn't, because all the people they wouldn't have had Hans Gruber would not have had his hostages if they wouldn't have had a party, Christmas party, mm. and John would not have come home for Christmas if it wasn't for Christmas. Mm. So I think that's a load of bullshit. Yeah. And yeah, of course it's a Christmas movie. You know, what I mean, if anything, Die Hard mentions more about Christmas and is more of a Christmas movie than a lot of this on this list. You know, yeah. it practically throws it in your face that it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. It just happens to be. 
also the greatest action movie of all time. So yeah. you know, I, mean, I think this, I think it does get overshadowed by the action because uh-huh. you know when you think of like uh, John McTiernan and you don't think of Christmas movies, do you? But no, hundred no, percent, it's a it's a Christmas movie. Of course, it is. Yeah. I don't, I don't. Not one person who said it's not a Christmas yeah. movie has put forward any yeah any good any good arguments for it. You know, you know, he kills the guy, mm. sends him down in the lift with a Santa hat on. Yeah. Now I've got a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. ho. So, yeah. there you go, Christmas. You tell me how that's not a Christmas <laughs> movie. And even, even Die Hard 2 is a Christmas yeah. movie, isn't it? This is the thing. Like, differentiate Die Hard 1 and 2 from Die Hard 3. Die Hard 3 is not a Christmas movie. Yeah. You know? Then you look at Die Hard 1. Of course it is. Like, I just don't get this whole argument where it's not. You know, it yeah. just is. And there's a reason why they show it at Christmas all, all every year. And like, obviously, me and Robert went to a cinema recently. Yeah. Last week, what was it December sixth? Yeah, and to to watch. Hmm. What, what event yeah. is in Christmas as well? I think in December it's Christmas. Isn't yeah. It? So yeah, of course yeah. it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> okay, thank you for that. I was going to get very overheated. <laughs> <then>. <laughs> yeah. So Die Hard. Yeah. New York cop John McClane finds himself in the middle of a hostage crisis while attending his wife's Christmas party. That's basically. Yep. The, the but we've said all we need to, don't yeah. we? Yeah. Um. Yeah, originally it was um, it was actually going to be Frank Sinatra, wasn't it? Yeah, it was because um, it was he he did the. There was a film called Detective Story, which was based, I think, on another book. I think it was Roderick Roderick Thorpe wrote the book, and he had an option then that any subsequent films he he could get a first refusal on. So he, I don't know, nineteen eighty eight. He must have been in his. He was really old. 70s, and that was maybe? that was one of the reasons why they they he didn't do it, but. Yeah. Bruce Willis is actually in that movie, in the other one. Yeah, yeah, and I think obviously at the time he was in um, TV show. Moonlighting. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't a huge movie star. He was no. just basically turned it. But yeah, I think. Yeah, because I think you know, I think like Clint Eastwood turned it down. Yeah. The usual Stallone, yeah. Schwarzenegger. But I think that's what appe- we've said this before. What appe- what makes him more appealing is the fact that it is an everyman. Yeah. You know, he's not this kind of muscle bound superhero doesn't have any special powers he's just a guy in the wrong place at the wrong time exactly a victim of it and that was going to be the model for a lot of films oh yeah from that um it's the thing die hard just revolutionized the whole action genre Uh, you know countless movies it's die hard on a plane die hard in so so and so you know and yeah yeah, what it done for this this is it's the reason like i said before i think maybe people don't see it as a christmas movie is because it is just so that they're it's such a brilliant, yeah. brilliant action movie, as well as obviously being a Christmas movie. Well, but it's considered probably by a lot of people oh, yeah. the greatest action film of all yeah. time, and it, like you say, it's influenced so many films after that as well. So maybe that's the reason why people don't consider it a Christmas movie. No. But yeah, I just I do, and yeah, I think we're both in agreement that yeah. it is. If you're a film fan, you have to. If you haven't watched this, then yeah. where have you been? Because you have to watch this film. That's one of the the backbone yeah. films that you need to watch. Definitely. You know, but. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Gremlins, nineteen eighty four. Now, the, this takes part. The, the whole thing, you know, yeah. film takes part at Christmas, and the Magwai is given to um, uh, Billy's dad, Billy's Billy, um, as a present on Chris for Christmas. But is it actually? Could it be considered a Christmas film? If you take the strict, you know, these the mm. Christmas themes. You know, it hasn't got Santa Claus. It's not, you know, all right, you've got people learning a lesson, but 
you, you know you could consider this not a Christmas film as well but it this is thing, I think, yeah I, I I get where people come from but still it just is a Christmas yeah. movie you know what I mean this is the thing uh, why would a director or a writer decide to have their their film take place in Christmas if it wasn't if they yeah. weren't intended it to be a Christmas movie it just does not make it's, sense obviously it's an important plot device because it is yeah because it's a gift it was, yeah. it's busy, it was Billy's gift from his dad Billy's dad he's a struggling inventor he visits a Chinatown antique store home to find a Christmas present for Billy um, and inside Randall encounters a small furry creature called a Mogwai and the owner Mr Wing refused to sell Randall the creature but his grandson secretly sells it to him but it's three important rules do not expose the Mogwai to light especially sunlight which will kill it do not let it come into contact with water, and above all, never feed it after midnight. We covered this in a plot hole, didn't yeah. we? Episode, you know, what does mid, you know, it's relative, isn't it? Midnight, but anyway. So what happens? It accidentally gets fed after midnight. Uh, so it accidentally gets splashed with water, mm. multiplies, and then it multiplies, and then the leader of the new group of it's called Strike, called Strike, because mm. he got Strike. He, um, he. F- Breaks or he breaks Billy's alarm clock, or I think he maybe sets the the time on it, and he ends up feeding them after midnight. Yeah, and that's when they turn from these lovable fluffy little <laughs> mogwai in, into gremlins. Yeah, and then they take over the whole town because I think one of them falls into the swimming pool, doesn't it? Yeah, and they just, do. Just yeah. It, yeah, yeah. But um, no, yeah, like I said, I, I with gremlins, the the main the reason why Billy got Gizmo, which is the main the, the the main Mogwai, the first mm-hmm. one, uh, the one that was purchased in the store, is the main reason why he received that is because of Christmas. It was a yeah. Christmas gift, and they've also got Christmas music throughout. There's snow throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a scene where they buy their tree and stuff. Yeah, you cannot tell me that's not Christmas. Yeah. Man. Like I said before, I think it's a good point where why would a director set their film at Christmas if they weren't intending to at least be not not full out Christmas movie, but it had. You know, major yeah, Christmas over was it. an important yeah. part of it. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense to me why um, they do that. But Gremlins, I think, was was directed by Joe Dante, yeah. who I think was the production designer on Jaws, and I believe that he he directed Jaws 3D as well. Mm. And I think he did Spielberg produce this film. Yeah, Spielberg was so very. He worked closely with mm. Spielberg on it as well. He, he was so. a huge influence of Spielberg. Yeah. He loved this film. That's why he produced it. <clears throat> um, but you know, this is one. For me, I I remember watching this when I was a young kid. This is one I've grown up watching. I love this film. I put it on every single mm-hmm. year. I've even sometimes watched it when it's not been Christmas. I absolutely love this film. I just think it's a, it's a proper feel-good film. You know what I mean? At, at the end, this, the payoff is very good. But, um, yeah, it's definitely one I, I watch every single year. So, I don't know if you remember, we did um, a sequels uh, that got never got made. Yeah. And there was um, a third one, wasn't there? No, this is about... Um, sequel to Close Encounters that that Spielberg was going to make um, oh, yeah. about evil aliens do you not remember attacking a house yep. and that kind of morphed into E.T. so this might be Spielberg's kind of evil evil alien film yeah that he, he well, no, like I said I know um, Spielberg he was the executive on this film yeah. it, it was his it was a lot of people may even think he directed it because it's his film yeah. it's his name on, yeah. the, on the film associated with this but yeah it was huge influence over this and I mm. think it was his pet project you know even though John Dante directed it but I really like this film I really do yeah. um, and also think about it uh, Billy's watching it while 
they're chowing down on their chicken, which yeah. is a disgusting scene. <laughs> uh, Billy's watching It's a Wonderful Life, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. With Gizmo sat there as well. Yeah. That seems to be a lot of lot of Christmas films feature that, A yeah. Wonderful Life. Um, we'll get on to that one later. Yeah, but, yeah so, yeah. Gremlins 2, do you remember? I, I can't yeah. actually remember. So, Gremlins 2 is, is not a Christmas movie. No. It's set in, an, in a office building in, I believe, New York. Dan Billy got a job as yeah. in this office building. Yeah, he's he's a he's a suit in a yeah. office building, I think. And yeah, they attack they attack this office block in New York, I believe. So there you go. That one an example of, of the difference. That's yeah. Gremlins one Christmas movie. That not. So there you go. Compare the two, and you, you'll understand with our points. But yeah, it's always on in our yeah. household, particularly on Christmas Day as well. Yeah, I was put it on. So yeah. Good, so, moving on. I'll let you take the reins for this one. Yeah, next film is Klaus, 2019. It's it's an original Netflix film. I think it's Netflix's first full-length animation animated film. I think it's Net, Netflix's first animated film to be um, nominated for an Academy Award. Um, and it, it basically serves as an alternate origin story of Santa Claus, independent from the historical take of St. Nicholas, and using a fictional 19th century setting um, and the plot essentially revolves around a postman stationed in an island town to the far north who befriends a reclusive toy maker called Klaus um, and it's got Klaus is voiced by the guy from Whiplash whose name escapes me J.K. Simmons there you go it just came to me um, yeah and it's, just, it's essentially this postman goes to this this um, town uh, where his, his father's the postmaster general. He's gone through post school or college or whatever, um, and he's like one of these privileged rich kids, doesn't do anything. He's hoping to get kicked out and sent back to his cushy lifestyle, but his dad instead sends him to this uh, town um, where the there's two warring clans and nobody posts anything. So he, he has to get someone to get them to post, I think it's 6,000 items before he can go home uh, so he's trying to encourage uh, people to post these letters and then he meets Klaus who's this reclusive toy maker who lives in the woods um, he's got this quite a sad backstory, um, and they decide to work together to actually deliver some of Klaus's wooden toys to the kids and then what starts to happen is the kids start writing letters to Santa um, and then it kind of reunites the town because the kids from different uh, rival clans start to play together. They reopen the school because um, some of them uh, can't read or write and they want to be able to write a letter to Santa. So that causes the school to reopen. So it's, yeah, it's, it's um, I think it's a Spanish-English co-production. Uh, director was Spanish. Um it was using uh, it's it's traditional animation, but then they they use um, CGI to make it more three dimensional. But it's a beautiful film. It, it is quite sad as well. Got a sad end to, ending to it, which I won't spoil. But like I say, it's yeah, it's definitely um, it's a different interpretation of the whole Santa story, um, and it it probably will become a. I don't, I don't know if it will be a, a classic that you'll watch every year, but you know maybe now and again. But it definitely is a Christmas, Christmas yeah. film. So oh, that's a tear joke as well. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah, 
reduced me to tears and I'm a grown man so <laughs> <laughs> so moving on now I always love a good Christmas carol that's my favourite Christmas story and so there's there's loads of uh, yeah. versions of Christmas carol Scrooge etc um, and so the one we've chosen is Disney's Christmas Carol which is 2009 another Robert Zemeckis film and again another one using motion capture um, and Jim Carrey plays multiple characters uh, he plays obviously Scrooge he plays off uh three ghosts as well don't know if he plays I can't remember if he did plays Jacob Marley or not Gary Oldman as Bob Cratchit he's always <laughs> can't go wrong there can you really? <laughs> no. uh, and again it's just um, it's just a nice version of of Christmas yeah, Carol and I think as well because I, I remember seeing this in the cinema when I was younger yeah. and there's one that I've grown up with as well where it's animated and it's got the modern animation there's a lot of different um sort of effects and stuff you may not have seen been able to see in the in the original yeah. classics isn't it you know it can take it to new lengths well it's like in the in the book you know ghost of christmas past is represented by this bright light which they did in obviously in this animated mm. version that they struggled to do with a real actor yeah. in, in previous versions um and like you say with animation you can pretty much do anything yeah um and there's there's a few bits that just kind of drag the i think just uses it as padding really uh there's the whole scene with the the carriage when when death's after him and he's going through the the sewer and the the drain pipe and stuff i know what you mean know, yeah doesn't really move the story along but like i say it's it's, a, it's an enjoyable film i always love this story anyway yeah um and that leads into our next film which mm. is scrooged which is 1988 um and this is a, a modern retelling of the whole scrooge um story and it stars Bill Murray uh, and this time uh, Scrooge is a miserly TV executive um, and he's actually trying to put on a live version of A Christmas Carol that's their show that they're putting on um, and yeah he's he's visited by the ghost of Christmas past who is a taxi driver Christmas present who's a fairy and obviously yet to come who is death um, and he, he reconnects with his an old girlfriend who's played by Karen Allen. Karen Allen, that's the one. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, only, only. I think this is the only other film I've seen her in. Yeah. Other than yeah. Raiders of Lost Ark, she's probably done loads, but maybe I've just never not seen <laughs> her in them. But yeah, it's, again, it's 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 an interesting take on the on the whole uh, classic Dickens mm. story. It's, it's nice, even though I love the, the Christmas Carol yeah. story, it's refreshing to see it in a different um, landscape, isn't yeah. it? You know, because even even the the the, the Jim Carrey um, animated one, it's still set in that pit, that yeah, Victorian period, isn't it? Century, yeah. so it's, it's different to see it in a in a modern, and they have different takes on yeah. the ghosts and stuff. You know, like in, obviously in in the original, you would never have seen him. At, the ghost is like a, a taxi driver, yeah. so it's just yeah. refreshing to see it in a, in a modern setting. Yeah. yeah, and it's just slight, obviously, aspects of his life that he sees, um, you know, uh, as a young man with, with such great hopes, and then you, you become embittered and twisted, and yeah. I also think um, Bill Murray is it's a legendary performance, isn't yeah. it? And you always yeah. see it in yeah. 
but you know, it's, but it's one I, I try and watch every year. Um, thing with Bill Murray is there's always elements of improv that he does. Yeah. Um, I think the whole scene at the end um, was he imp- improvised it, which a lot goes to show talent yeah. he is, isn't it? You yeah. know, obviously dating back to his SNL days, probably, yeah. but yeah, if you if you ever watch this and definitely watch it because it's a like it's a really nice just to see it the, the whole Christmas yeah. Carol storing a different in a much updated yeah. setting isn't it so okay moving on to Miracle on 34th Street now this is the 1994 version there was a 1947 version as well um, but essentially it's the same kind of story you've got department store Santa uh, called Chris Kringle uh, played by uh, Richard Attenborough yeah and he claims to be uh, the real Santa um, and when he's set up by a rival store he, he basically has to go to court and prove that he is the real Santa Claus um, which he does yeah so it's again it's it's kind of a feel good film it's um, set around set, obviously set at Christmas time you've got Santa himself <laughs> as claims to be um, uh, and a court case <laughs> Because <laughs> they go together, don't yeah. they? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's um, again, it's quite a quite a sad film in, in, yeah. in uh, a bit of a tearjerker, but it, it's a feel good film as well. Might not be the greatest Christmas film, um, but I've seen it on a lot of lists of yeah, you know, it might be you know a lot of people's favourites. And I, I, I think we both always appreciate Richard Attenborough oh, yeah. being on screen, don't yeah. we? So definitely moving on. Mm. Home Alone, nineteen ninety. Again, it's our, it's people always cite Home Alone as their favourite Christmas film, but is I, it a Christmas film? Apart from being set at Christmas, yeah. you know, Kevin's family go away to Paris for Christmas, they forget him. Yes, yeah, apart from it, being set at Christmas, it's, it's a home invasion. Yeah, story, it's home invasion. It? Yeah, and then you've got two two inept burglars played by Daniel Stern and and the the man himself, Joe Pesci. Yeah. Um, and I think even even Joe Pesci didn't believe in the film that much. Um, that's why he, he, re, he sort of reckoned he, he kind of overacted a bit, gave a bit of a larger-than-life yeah. performance, which lends to the, the film. Um, there's been a lot, of, a lot of criticism about this film. Well, listen, I, I, this just goes to show, I thought the geezer was Bob Hoskins. That goes to show how much <laughs> I've, I've watched. I didn't realise it was Joe yeah. Pesci. I don't, I don't watch this film. Yeah. I know it's like, once again... People got their pitchfork yeah, playing at me, but yeah. yeah, it's just it's never. Pulled. Maybe if I was younger, yeah. But really, apart from, I think it is a movie aimed at the, at the younger yeah. generation, isn't it? Or yeah. people, you know, I've just never grown up with this movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they they are pretty incompetent thieves. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Family Guy did a skit on Home <laughs> Home Alone with competent thieves, and they yeah. just come in. And they go, yeah. Oh, this this doorknob's a little bit hot. I'll just let go of it. Oh, that there's ice going down to the basement. I just won't go down there. And the kid appears at the top of the stairs and, and they just shoot, shoot him. Yeah. So yeah, now, it's very it is probably the most slapstick movie yeah. going, isn't it? And it is. it's that cheap shitty slapstick, isn't it? Yeah. I just yeah, I've never got the appeal for this film at no. all. And it was absolutely huge, wasn't it? You know, and, well, it spawned I think two sequels, and then they've re they've oh, yeah, I don't know whether slammed. it's a reboot or. A reimagining, mm. but there's one out now, isn't there? Yeah, as well. It's been absolutely slams. Yeah, right? but yeah, I've just never got the appeal to no. this film. I really haven't. And like yeah. you said, using that same, um, you know, sort of argument, then yeah, yeah it. Think about this is a Christmas movie to me, but once again, I just I don't find it 
thrilling. I don't. No. I, I actually prefer the sequel to it, but yeah. even then, I've just never grown up with this movie, and I'm no. not had the appeal to it. So, yeah, again, it's not one of my. Uh, I think I can't remember the last time I saw it. Yeah, it's been years again, since. Obviously, it's not one that I tend to watch regularly. No. Anyway, so mm. apologies to people who love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on uh, to a. a, a, a rather different darker <laughs> Christmas film uh, Bad Santa which mm. is 2003 and it stars Billy Bob Thornton as the titular character uh, he's basically a safe cracker and what they do is he plays um, he's a department store Santa uh, sort of in a mall and then what he does then um, obviously that gives them inside knowledge and I think it's Christmas Eve. They they basically break into the safe and steal all the money. Um, and then what happens is he he, uh, he befriends a young well I say befriends this young kid. He basically um, uses this young kid because he's he's home on his own. So he essentially squats at this kid's house. <laughs> um, but sort of in the end, he, he kind of comes good. Um, so it's it's a story of about again maybe redemption but that doesn't hasn't this also got a sequel as well I mean, yeah it has. I've not seen it I've not um, I don't think it has a Billy Bob Thornton in it either it does I think it's actually yeah, oh, yeah it's got the original because it's him and the, I can't remember the guy who plays the elf but they're in it um, I don't know I couldn't tell you what it's about no. but I say it's, it's one that I've because I, I don't know sequels always tend to be yeah not great uh, just you know, especially Christmas sequels yeah. always seem to be disappointing. I mean, this was an okay film, I think. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's not for kids. Yeah, um, and it's just, it is different. It's funny just yeah. to see a bad Santa, isn't yeah, it? But it is. I think that's that's as far as the need to watch it. I think that's all it has yeah. really the pulling power to watch this film, isn't it? It's just yeah. a run of the mill Christmas movie yeah. again, isn't it? But it's not one I watch every year. But if yeah. I if I feel like seeing a bad Santa, then I'll put it on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Moving on to uh, Christmas Chronicles 2018. That's another Netflix original. Um, again, it's a pretty run-of-the-mill Santa Claus story. It's about two young kids who've lost their father uh, just before Christmas. He was a, a true believer. Um, the the younger sibling, the daughter, she is a true believer. The older sibling, who was, who was a, a boy, um, lost his Christmas spirit. Um She's looking over old videos of uh, Christmas Eve and, and notices this hand coming to the shot and she thinks it's Santa, so they decide uh, their mum works in a hospital and she's called away on Christmas Eve to uh, to go to work. So they're left home on their own. They decide to stay up and try and trap Santa, get him on video, and it actually works. Yeah. And what they do is they go outside, they see Santa's sleigh and they stow away on his sleigh he takes off they startle him they end up going through a wormhole which is how Santa can go he's got this little device that that creates a wormhole that allows him to go from place to place quickly they end up in Chicago they lose the reindeer and, and they crash the sleigh um, and it's, it's not a bad film they have to help Santa get back his reindeer uh, repair the sleigh and, and finish the Deliveries. I mean, the best part about this film is Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, I mean, Santa Claus. Like. <laughs> um, it would have been about, I think, about sixty-eight or sixty-nine yeah. when he made this. And I've got to say, I think he plays a, a good Santa. Pretty good yeah. Santa. He plays a really good Santa, yeah. And I can see him as Santa. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Um, he Santa gets arrested and put in jail, and there's a scene in there which is pure just, I think, indulgence from Kurt Russell. Um, he has to raise Christmas spirit, <laughs> so he gives everybody in the jail a an instrument, and they all then, uh, you know, start... <laughs> Um, yeah, they start playing these mm. instruments, and he's then singing, um, which he can sing because actually he, he was in a TV movie, was, wasn't he? Of a, he, used a, be, a, he used to be back in Disney days, doesn't he? Biopic of Elvis, he did. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Um, Baba Hotel was it? No, no, it was, it was, it was an Elvis. Oh, no, that's Bruce Campbell. Isn't it? Yeah. Oh, the fuck am I on about? That <laughs> <laughs> no, was actually be... it was actually a biopic of Elvis. Um, oh yeah. In like I think the late seventies. It also used to be. Yeah. Um, be in Disney, yeah. First, but, didn't he? But obviously, he can sing. Yeah. Do you reckon he put that in, in yeah. himself? Then, well, then like, in Christmas Chronicles two, the same thing happens. Yeah. He ends up at the airport, and suddenly everyone's got instruments. He probably wrote that into his contract, yeah. then just to showcase, <laughs> showcase that. But yeah, I mean, it's it's you know, it's a serviceable Christmas film. Um, One is definitely better than two. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, definitely. No, I don't even think they needed a two really, but well, the two. I mean, obviously, two. They, you know, he got. Obviously nepotism. You got his Goldie Hawn to be Mrs. Claus. Yeah. I mean, she appears at the end of end of Christmas Chronicles as Mrs. Claus. Um, I think one of her kids is in it. She plays the the dead dad. He he plays sorry the dead dad. I think some of their grandkids are in it as oh. well. So it's all yeah, definitely a bit of <laughs> indulgence by <laughs> Kurt Russell. But yeah, I think he he does make a good sense. Yeah, he does. Like I said, it's Kurt Russell. I know. Fucking legend, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, Snake Plissken, that's Santa. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call me Santa. <laughs> okay, so moving on is um, Snowman. Yeah, one it, big. It, it's a British TV. Yeah, probably one cartoon. Nineteen eighty-two. It's based on. Was it Channel Four? Was it? Yeah, it was Channel here. Four. Based on a book by Raymond Briggs. Um, so it, it may not be bigger, big outside of um, of the UK. It's a, it's, it's a tradition, yeah. though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But it's essentially about a kid builds a snowman, it comes to life, they have a bit of fun, and then it melts. Yeah. So it's it's about what like twenty minutes, is it? The film? Yeah. It's not even five. It's like a short film. film. Yeah. And they did make a sequel called Snowman and, and the Snow Dog. Dog. Snow Dog. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but it's, it's an institution over here, isn't it? It's it's a charming, delightful film. It's it's sad. Um, it brought us the famous song. I'm walking through walking the air. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, and in 1982, it's it for animation as well. Yeah, it's very good animation, isn't good. it? Yeah. Um, if you go on to our Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, um, that is one of our uh, advent calendar films, and I think it's the one. F- it might be the. I think it's the 17th of December. Yeah. But yeah, you look at the animation. Um, because that's HD as well, yeah. which make, it does make a difference. But yeah, it's for it is. It's 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 a nice it's family always, film. It's, it's always showing shown on Christmas Eve as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's 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 a you know it's it's not action adventure or anything. No. It's just it's just a nice gentle animation. Yeah. Uh, it's one. It's one you got to watch, isn't it? Because <laughs> it is that. But yeah. like I said, it's much more. I think only will. You, it's probably only shown in the UK, isn't it? But it's probably yeah, I think they they have they get like BBC in America and maybe that, so. Oh, so I think they get other other stuff. We well, you know what we're on about if you yeah. say it in it, you know. But 
I think you could actually. I think it's available on uh, online probably as yeah, well. Yeah, probably somewhere some if you type it in on yeah. YouTube or something. So moving on to something completely different to that, <laughs> National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, 1989. This is um, a classic, isn't it, mate? Yeah, and it's just essentially the Griswolds house Christmas with parents, in-laws, and other relatives making it a Christmas you can never forget. So and it certainly um, is a Christmas you it's never forget. The third film in the the National Lampoon's Vacation series. Um, this one is different because it's set completely at home, the Griswold household. Yeah. Clark as ever, he wants to plan this perfect Christmas which just gets ruined by his parents arriving in-laws, next-door neighbours. Various shenanigans. And isn't it? Cousin Eddie. Yes. Who, who actually, I do, I do quite like. I even do. though he's complete mental case, scuzzball. <laughs> but he's funny. Yeah, he is. Um, I, f- I think, well, this film is funny, it's really funny, but I think this film per- kept like captures perfectly about the whole hecticness around Christmas, Christmas yeah. and you know with the family. Co- well, it's like it's like even you know you want to have that perfect family yeah, Christmas, and, you, and just the stress and what it perfectly captures. Yeah, that. it does. Yeah, um, it was written and produced by John Hughes, who obviously made yeah. Home Alone and Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and um, it's actually based on a short story he wrote for the National Lampoon magazine, and originally. I think Chris Columbus was going to direct it, but he, I think, had created differences with Chevy Chase. Right. Um, he claims, not me, that Chase was was difficult to work with. Yeah. So he left the project, and that that's when he was offered Home Alone. So he, he, he you know, did a good choice, I think. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's again, it's, um, it's. I mean, the comedy is hit and miss. Not every yeah. joke lands, but it is just it's slapstick. Yeah. It's goofy. And just when. Especially it ramps up when Eddie's there. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, it does get a little bit bogged down in sentiment, which John Hughes films do. Yeah. But I think it's, you know, it's. I actually prefer this to the European Vacation. I do as well. I think it's a better film than that. Um, And did you know there was a sequel to it? National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation 2. Does it have Cherry Chase in it? No, it's not. It's centred around Eddie. Oh really? Shit! <laughs> and I think it's a made-for-TV film. When did it come out? Was uh, it, was it after? Was it nineties? Yeah, um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, Is it the same actor as Eddie? Yeah, it's, uh, oh, it's yeah. Randy Quaid. Um, apparently, he he gets a job um, where he's working alongside a chimp. <laughs> I've got to see this. And he gets bitten by his chimp, and the, the company he works for are scared that he's going to sue them. Yeah. So they offer him this all-expenses holiday somewhere. Yeah. And he ends up. Going on a boat and getting lost, and ended up on an island. Mate, anything with a chimp in. <laughs> so, Imagine chimp and Eddie, mate. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I might, I might, I'll, 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 I'll give that a gander, <laughs> mate. Yeah. Anything, but, like I said, anything with chimp in. Yeah. Got to... Yeah. Um, but no, it, like you said, it's, it's, is it a perfect, absolute perfect, like, Christmas classic? No, no, no but. Once, I think it, once again it does capture those themes yeah. and it's it's very feel good at the end isn't it because the yeah. main the, the whole theme throughout is, is family isn't it yeah. and at the end it has and, and it's one of the only Christmas movies where Christmas Day isn't featured on it yeah, isn't it it's, it's, it stops in, at Christmas Eve yeah well then that was one of, one of my did was you it? know trivias on Instagram really oh wow <laughs> yeah. oh wow so that's good some good knowledge thank eh? you so moving on again um, it's a wonderful life 1946 um 
is it a Christmas film? Because it, yeah. it's 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 set at Christmas. You know, there's Christmas themes there. But does it? It doesn't really involve Christmas that much, isn't the core? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, true. Well, anyway, um, obviously, uh, stars James Stewart is a lot of people's favourite Christmas film, um, and the plot really is: after eight thousand dollars is misplaced from his building and loan company, George Bailey contemplates suicide. Guardian angel Clarence <laughs> visits him and shows him what the world would be like if he'd never existed, which is a pretty good trick, really. Yeah. Um, when this first came out, it was a flop. It was absolutely lambasted. People hated it. And as such, for some reason, um, every so often, I think it's every 20 something years, you have to renew copyright on, oh, on yeah. stuff. And they felt, whether it was a, a purposeful decision or a clerical error, they failed to renew it. Mm. So that meant that people could show it for free. And that's why it's become a sort of Christmas staple because everybody then would show it at Christmas because they didn't have to pay for it. And that's maybe why it answers your question of why it's in loads of Christmas yeah. movies, maybe. Yeah. But it's, it's, again, it's, it's a brilliant story, you know, getting, getting to see the world, um, how the world would look without you in it. It's a question many of us have, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. And obviously it's got a feel-good ending when yeah. the people of the town all come together and help him out. So that's maybe his, maybe that's the kind of spirit of Christmas. Yeah. Um, so that maybe that is why it's this such a, a Christmas, Christmas institution, film. isn't it? Yeah. But, but yeah, it's it's, it's a brilliant film. Um, I always watch it every year, and again, it is a bit of a tearjerker. Yeah. <laughs> it is a... But yeah, definitely definitely worth giving a look. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. Moving on from that to and again a different film. Trading Places, 1983, uh, which has got Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd in it. Um, again, is it is it really a Christmas film? It's, it's set at Christmas. Yeah. Dan Aykroyd dresses up as a scuzzy Santa, but apart from that, it's not really no. got any Christmas themes in it. But it's all, it is considered by a lot of people to be a Christmas film. Um, and then, but it's essentially it's, it's Dan Aykroyd's this kind of wealthy uh, stockbroker. And the the people who own his company, their brothers, they have this bet. It's all about nature versus nurture. And one of them says, "No, you, you know, you got to have the right um, breeding and upbringing." And the other other guy thinks, "No, you you can take anybody and and make them into a successful businessman." And they so they they do it. So they they essentially ruin Dan Aykroyd. Um, they plant drugs on him. He gets fired. Loses his girlfriend. All his house, everything, and they take penniless comrade Eddie Murphy off the street, and they try to groom him into being this this uh, successful businessman. And it turns out the bet that they made was only for a dollar, <laughs> so they basically ruined this guy's life yeah. over a dollar. But in the end, they they get their own back on on the two, and the other, and they end up penniless yeah. right at the end. So again. And you get to see Jamie Lee Curtis uh, naked. Yeah, so. which is right. That's everyone turning yeah. on that movie now. <laughs> <laughs> right, this is where we get instantly get cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's again, it's it's um, it's an adult Christmas film. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, it's 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 a good film. 
I think it doesn't necessarily have to be set at Christmas. It yeah. could be set. Maybe they do it just so they can get it out as a Christmas film. Yeah, maybe. At Christmas time. Yeah, I didn't think about that, actually. Yeah. Maybe it's a marketing thing, I don't know. But yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. Uh, moving on to the what I find I think is definitive version of a Christmas Carol, and this is Scrooge, the 1951 version with Alistair Stim. We all know the story of Scrooge. You know this this miser. Uh, he's visited by first his ghost of his his business partner, who warns him about you know his future, and then he's visited by three spirits, ghost of Christmas, yeah. past, present, future. Um, and then at the end, he kind of redeems himself. Uh, he he realises the errors of his ways, uh, and vows to be generous. Well, I agree with you. I think this is the obviously yeah. the best um, the version of Christmas Carol. Yeah. I also think as the Sims is is gives the best portrayal yeah. as as Scrooge as well. Because a lot of subsequent films tend to you know draw on his you know. Um, version of Scrooge I think yeah. they, they tend oh, to try yeah. and sort of copy him and but yeah it's it's it is it's one we watch every single year we're yeah. in it without fail yeah. um, I think they, they have a colourised version of it as well do they? but I think it's it's just nicer in the Best traditional black, yeah. <laughs> black, black and, and white. white yeah Um. so moving on to another Christmas Carol version and this is my all time favourite and my all time favourite Christmas film mm is Muppet Christmas Carol <laughs> 1992 what more do you want you've got Michael Caine as Scrooge <laughs> boom Kermit as Bob Cratchit boom and Gonzo as Charles Dickens boom what more do you want uh, good night everyone <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um, I mean you, you've got I mean Michael Caine alright it wasn't this is a period of time when he wasn't you know what big actor like he is now mm. Obviously, hadn't had the collaboration with his sort of. I don't know what what what's the Michael Caine version of the McConaughey's. Oh, Michael uh, Caine. <laughs> I don't know. Quite the ring to it, don't yeah. I? But because obviously he did Anna and her sisters, which he got um, an Oscar for, yeah. which he couldn't he couldn't collect because he was filming Jaws Four yeah. or Jaws the Revenge, and then he did obviously like Cider House Rules, which he got an Oscar for as yeah. well. And then obviously most most recently he's uh, noted for his collaboration with Christopher Nolan. This was sort films. of in a dry patch, wasn't it, for him, wasn't it? Because yeah. obviously he was a huge star in the 60s, yeah. 70s, and then kind of, but... No, I yeah. think, it, like I said, it's not a, it's not a Brando performance, is no. it? But, I mean, it's Michael well, Caine no, and Scrooge, he, you know what I mean? He, when he agreed to do it, he said, right, he said, I'm going I'm to take it seriously. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to give, like... A performance like I was like a, a dramatic performance. I want to try my I think it's hardest. Really, I think it's a yeah. really good performance, and I think that's the only, only way you can play it. Yeah, really. I think if you sort of try and be goofy and and um, tongue in cheek, I don't think it works. No. I mean, well, it sort of counters the old. Yeah. The old Muppets. It's like being a straight man to the Muppets. Yeah. Yeah. And it it just works, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, like I say, it's it's my my favorite film, and it's a tradition that. Yeah. We always watch this on Christmas Eve. Yeah, always, every year, every always, year. Um, without fail. And for those of you who live in the UK, uh, I believe that's being re-released. Uh, I certainly know that it yeah. is um, in, in the few, cinema, yeah. few cinemas. Um, I think it's around about the 20-something of December. Yeah. So, yeah, if you want to see in the big screen... 
get down to a local view cinema. But no, I just don't. Yeah, you know, <laughs> of course, what part of it must be for you personally? Must part of it must be nostalgic? Well, yeah, because I obviously grew up with the Muppets. Yeah. I, I remember the original Muppet Show. Um, and it was, it's you can't you can't imagine how big the Muppets were. I mean, everybody wanted to be on the Muppet Show. Yeah. Big stars, you know, like Sylvester Stallone was on the Muppet Show. That's how big they were. Mm. Um, and I suppose, yeah, there's nostalgia there. Um, but I think it is one of the oh, it's really better of the the Muppet yeah. um, films. And as once well. again, it just is. It throws it completely in your face, punch in the face. Yeah. It's a Christmas movie, and it is, isn't it? it? Is, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's and it's that that Christmas Carol story. Yeah, which I, and I, I think love. as well, maybe because like um, maybe people think oh it's it's, it's a Muppets themed Christmas Carol, but it doesn't take away from the story no, at all, it does it? No, you know? no, that's all. Uh, so that's it. it. What is what's your favourite Christmas film? Just by, by the uh, way, I think for film. I think out of these, it's definitely Die Hard. But yeah. I think my favorite film that is a de- definitive, definitive, all just based on the Christmas movie yeah. is either Jingle All the Way or Gremlins. I yeah. think for me, yeah. But I think the best film on the list is Die Hard. But yeah. I'd say Jingle All the Way or Gremlins. Okay. What about you? Like yours is cut. Oh yeah. Cr- I'd like to say Die Hard. Obviously, yeah. um, I'm always going to be a fan of Die Hard. Uh, I mean, we just. It's just amazing to be able to see in the oh, cinema. Oh yeah, um, I'm gonna carry that to my yeah, grave. I tell you, but yeah, Muppet Christmas Carol is gonna is the greatest cinematic Christmas event <laughs> of all time, and officially endorsed by Santa himself. <laughs> Disclaimer: <laughs> that might be <laughs> not true. <laughs> well, yeah. So, thanks for joining me mm. again. Um, that's it. It's Christmas. And so we wish you a merry, very merry um, Christmas. And uh, I'm not sure if we're going to have a little break over Christmas. Um, so if we don't see you till the new year, have a very uh, happy we, Christmas. We're not going to have another like four month hiatus. So happy Christmas yeah. and a, a peaceful new year. Uh, thank you. Thank you for joining us and goodbye. Bye.